Welcome back to the most interesting family cast. I am still your host, Crystal Spring Heaney, CEO, consultant, and homeschooling mother of five. Good morning. With a name like techmom.me, you would think that I would be talking a little more about tech and children. So that's what I'm good at today. First on the curriculum side, when I ordered curriculum initially, it came as beautiful books for the children to complete and they love them. And I personally, while I have electronic calendars, I still love journaling and everything with a pen and paper or a pencil and paper. There's nothing quite like it. And it's nice for children to start out learning like that. The one exception that I initially thought of was math because they offer an e-book variant of their math book and it actually costs more money. So that was a turnoff at first, but then I realized I'm like, what if their device isn't charged? What if we can't get online and I have something online? So I went to, as you've heard, if you've listened to one of my other episodes, I don't remember if it was a Q&A or my curriculum one, that I just use an app called Genius Scan to digitize as I need. And I think with curriculum, I think that works best to cover both areas, which Brings us to the meat of it. How do I, as a parent, control electronic use for my children um, with my tech background? The thing that may surprise most of you is that while there are many apps out there, from Circle by Disney to uh, the built-in Android and iOS Now screen time or screen time variant controls, there are other apps that you can buy out there. Kindle has free time from Amazon. So there are built-in ones in their apps in the app store and we use none of them now. And I'm gonna explain why. Due to its free nature, and if you can't tell, we're a bit frugal having five children, we waited until screen time came out on our iOS devices. And we were like, you know, this is a good idea. We'll put a daily limit on the games. And once that comes up, they need our password to play longer. The problem that we found that was happening was they would, with screen time, sit down with a game and play it until it asked for the password and use up all that time. And then ask for time for a different game. And then, so if we said you had two hours of screen time a day, they'd blow through all of that and then ask for more time. Whereas we turned off the password and looked at, just looking at what time they were using for different apps, they actually use less time because they didn't think that there was this wall that they were up against and that they were playing until they got to that wall. And a lot of times as adults, we set those things. We set a limit out there and we'll do something right up to that limit. Whereas if we just say, I'm just gonna work on this, you may work on it for less time. And so we leave on the ones that just show us what apps they're using and how long they're using them for so we can look at it whenever we want to. And we don't really look at it on a regular basis unless we are concerned about something. Instead, we manage which apps they download and they never have to put in a password to access a specific app. There is some trust and then there is some verification. They do turn in their electronics every night and they go on a charging stand in my office where they're not allowed at night. And then if I wanna look through something, I can while it's there. They do have access to certain web apps like Safari. They have laptops that have access via Firefox. 
and they have YouTube access in an app on their iOS devices as well. And the only requirements we have for these is they will be sitting with us when they use them. They have to have permission to use the app and tell us exactly what they're looking for. And in some cases, we'll put in the search for them. Our only other large hard and fast rule is they will not have social media. Social media is for adults. When they leave high school, leave our house, turn 18, and go out into the world, that is a choice for them to make. Until then, they will not have it. So the children do get phones whenever they enter kindergarten or first grade. And the only numbers in there are parents and grandparents. And they do this so they learn how to answer a phone properly, so they learn how to use a phone, and also so that they learn how to text. And that actually really helps with reading and writing, we've found. And as they go to sports and activities, we're able to put it in their bag. And so if their bag wanders off, we can find where their bag goes. Uh, we have to leave them in certain places with COVID, even if they're a little younger, then they have a phone in case they need to get a hold of us for some reason and nobody has to try to find our number. And they can always use it in an emergency. They also have two email addresses at this point, a family private one and a Gmail one. The Gmail one, they're allowed to give to their friends and only their friends with our approval. And then their private one is within the family only. And I think that's a wrap for today. And that's a wrap for today. We will see you at 8 a.m. sharp. And any links that we've discussed, you can find at www.techmom.me. Thank you.